Tricks, scheming devils on your shoulder You ain't got enough to give Messages dripping in solitude and shame You struggle for the meaning But the clue is in the name <laughs> I, yeah, um, I, I miss. We forgot miss to movies be, that do this, but yeah, go on. We forgot to be daddies. We were so I know. wrapped up in I was, the song, which I believe is called "All That You Love." Yeah, performed by uh, and co-written by Zoe Doty. Oh, Zoe Doty. <laughs> Zoe Doty, <laughs> which uh, sounds like something that uh, someone may have written on the wall of one of the uh, rest stops in this. Shorten well, in the, to, in the in the source material, I would say. She should shorten it to Zodi. It's cleaner. <laughs> oh, what about Zoto? Zoto. Zodo. What about Zoso? Hmm. No. Is that taken mm. specifically by another English person. Mm. Fine. So uh, yeah, welcome to King Me, baby. <laughs> yeah, King wake up, <laughs> wake up, little baby. You're adult this week. I think we're we're taking yeah. off the kid gloves. Yeah, you're too big for us to be talking to you like this. All right, for you not to be we, waking up on your own at this point. We let you stay up for draft night. That comes with some responsibilities. Oh, you're, you're big now, big you're, boy. You're real big. Hey, yeah. by the way, mm-hmm. um. Thanks to thanks to the people who said nice things about draft night. We had an absolute <laughs> blast doing that. <laughs> that stupid, stupid thing. Yeah. Um, and apologies to our, our friend Kane, who um, was livid that yeah. the hitchhiker the uh, went undrafted from mute. Yeah. Um, he was uh, yeah, he was furious with us. He's been he's been He's been beating the hitchhiker from Mute Drum for uh, since that episode came out. Rightly yeah. so, I think. I think because we went that whole episode without talking about what is effectively the title character. <laughs> I think, I think we might want to crack that one open again. We're gonna redo even, it. Yeah, just even just to talk about the All right. the short story. You know, what we sh- you know? we should do. We should re uh, re record it right, mm-hmm. and then only make it available to Kane. <laughs> Oh, the cane tier. Yeah, yeah, the cane tier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how that is fair at all. But <laughs> yeah, well, we will reward your your listenership by finding new ways to charge you money. That can't be the message we <laughs> no, send. That, no, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know this isn't King Me proper, but it is on the main feed. Do we want to remind everyone to rate and review the podcast on their uh, podcast platform of choice and also read a review that we got recently? Yeah, definitely. We can do that. Okay. Is that weird? No. No, we... Okay. I, I feel like... I, I almost feel bad about this, uh, that we didn't notice this uh, review sooner, you know? I know. A whole month. Yeah, usually month, almost to we the day. are really on top of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, because we are constantly refreshing, looking for yeah. new dopamine hits. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so 
rate us wherever review us if if you're able to do that also uh if you do it as stephen king that's bonus points like Mm. this person five star review from apple podcasts um attributed to a constant reader slash listener title a wicked pissa and he says i uh (laughs) these bubs drink moxie Lacroix." And review cinematic adaptations of my stories, never on writing. If you don't shout, their laughter can become infectious. If you don't shout, their laughter can become infectious. <laughs> there we go. There he is. And it's signed Stephen King. Though. So thank you, Mr. King. You got you to gotta channel your, uh, your Ed Gwynn. Yeah. If you don't shout, that <laughs> We, yeah, a little peek behind the curtain. Rob and I were reading this. And they're like, what is chout? Yeah, yeah. It, chout? It, it took us a minute, but we got it. Yeah. Just <laughs> notes on a whiteboard. Just yeah. Mad scribblings. I mean, yeah. And it, it, people, if you want to leave a review, you don't have to go, uh, you know, above and beyond like this person did. I mean, it's a great review and it's fun to hear hey. us do fun voices. Yeah. You here, watch this, watch this. Watch this. Yeah, no, I mean, some people just don't have what it takes to leave a, a review of that quality, of that caliber. And hey, you're probably one of those people, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Listen, if you want to throw us some stars, we'll take some stars, yeah. too. But yeah, listen, you- I know your life is hard, okay? And pff, reading and writing, I know, it's tough. I don't want to read and write. I do it for the show only. Yeah. But He's, you know, Rob learned to read to review these these short stories. Now. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you. I just I have somebody read them to me. <laughs> yeah, I have to. I that's where my end of the Patreon money goes is to paying this guy to read a the tutor. stories to me. Yeah, <laughs> a 16 year old. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you call him sir. Yeah. Due to the power dynamic. Wow, that's interesting. You took like a, you were like very sincerely appealing to our listeners. I was trying to reverse psychology. I know what you were trying to do. I was trying to belittle them. What I was doing was good cop, bad cop. Oh, oh, okay. Don't listen to him. He's good. (laughs) He's too good. He's too good. Well, I would say don't listen to Dan because he's a bad guy. (laughs) Uh, I'm real. That's what I am. Real. No, you're one of those real Hey, you know what's not real? Um, six little devils <laughs> or whatever she said in the song. <laughs> I want the lyrics to this song. I honestly, there was a moment as I was playing it where I was like, should I transcribe yeah. the lyrics to all that you love by <laughs> Zoe Doty? Zoto? Zoe. Zoti Doty. Zoti. Zoe Doty Chanel. Yeah. Uh, I I really I do miss when uh like especially like late 80s early 90s when like uh a movie would like rap was very popular so they would have to rap the you know the storyline the the beats yeah. the outline the of Will the, S- the Will Smith special exactly but you know you didn't have Wiki a Wild. Will Smith um, Wiki Wild I'm thinking of actually the uh uh what uh, was it the Is graveyard it shift ow Wait, the graveyard shift had a rap song. Yeah, it had like a weird like remix kind of thing going on where they like 
pulled clips from the mm. movie, audio mm-hmm. clips, and like drop put it over like a beat. Yes, that was. I, I just think we should do more of that in, like, like in Avatar: The Way of Water. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of some like you know huge sweeping score, maybe just uh, a quick summary at the end of the movie. <laughs> I it seems like that would be helpful. There's a lot of lore, apparently, there, right? Yeah. I didn't know there were different tribes. Yeah, I guess there are different Navi. Wet ones? Oh, yeah. Real real slick. Real slick yeah. pups. Yeah. Slick S- kitties. Some slimy Ooh. Navi <laughs> running around. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Hanging, just hanging out at the bar late at night, trolling for slimy Navi. All right. <laughs> not that kind, not of, that show. kind of show. No, of course not. Of course not. We're uh, we're nice guys. <laughs> we're nice guys. Uh, so this week on King Me Bebe's, uh, we're talking all that you love will be carried away. Uh oh! Watch out! <laughs> yeah, it's getting carried away. Watch out! Ooh. No, Dan's now getting this. carried away. All right, I'm I'm locked in. All right, I'm a showman. I know. You're also, yeah. You also had a really good show last night, so you're probably still riding high from that. I would think. Tell you, tell you what, I, yeah, truly, right. All I wanted, all I wanted to do at work today was talk about how much fun I had not yeah. being around those people. <laughs> no guys, offense to them, yeah, but guys, you have no idea how nice it is not to be around you. Yeah. Have <laughs> you I, tried it before? Right, I think. <laughs> I think they would agree that it's more fun to be around the people you choose to be around. (laughs) Just inherently. Than the ones that you're forced to uh, occupy space with. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) While you all trade your time for money. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh 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 (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hey, much like the main character. Well, not the not the film so much. I don't know what his deal is. He is a salesman. He is still, a sale. Yeah, but it is tangential to both plot and theme. Yeah. So uh, this short film, not so short, if you ask me. Uh, no, quite long. <laughs> right. Many I, uh, are saying. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that it, you know a short film should be short. Um, <laughs> People are coming up to Rob with tears in their eyes, namely me. Yeah. He's like, it's too long. <laughs> I, have, I shouldn't, I shouldn't I have, have li- to put up with this. <laughs> I have little Dannys coming up to me, tears in their eyes. Yeah. Clutching yeah. my why, security blanket. Why is this short film so long? <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> why why is it why does it have nothing to do with the original story? <laughs> It's a, it's it is sort of like an experimental short film in that way. The experiment yes. is how long can we make it while still calling it a short film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. Just Speaking of short films like Avatar: The Way of Water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's another yeah. really yeah, long James short Cameron's film. latest short film. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so all that you love will be carried away is based on a story that was originally published in the New Yorker in 2001. What? A bunch of pre 9-11 now. This is January oh. 2001. All right. 
Then it was collected into Everything's Eventual, which was published the following year, 2002. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think we've done anything from this one. I thought we did. In the did death room? No, we didn't do that. We were talking about doing it. Oh, 1408 is from this collection. Uh, that's probably what it was. So I think that's what it is. And riding the bullet. Hey. Uh, and the road virus heads north. Oh, the, that that old road virus is at it again. Uh, <laughs> oh, and autop- autopsy in room four. We Which did, one's that? That's the one where the guy, I think he's like bit by a spider or something, and he's paralyzed, and he's in like the morgue, and they're going to perform an autopsy on him, but he's oh, alive. Oh, that one's pretty good. It's pretty I remember good. liking that. Yeah. Yes, and it was a nightmare and, as well as a dreamscape. And I think we did the Lucky Quarter as well. These these were all uh, nightmare and dreamscapes. A lot, of, a lot of those. Lucky Quarter. Yeah. There was that one story about... It was like a, oh wait, no, I'm wrong. Oh, are you thinking of No Country for Old Men? That's which, what I'm thinking. Which has of. a very it, lucky quarter it in has it. One lucky quarter <laughs> and a bunch of unlucky quarters, if you ask me. That's that's like Anton Sugar's whole philosophy, right? He's like always carry a lucky quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> find a quarter, pick it up all day long. You'll have good luck. <laughs> Imagine like waiting on that guy in a fucking restaurant or something. It was like, oh god. I bet it would be incredibly easy. I don't know what kind of tipper he would be. Bad. You think? One quarter. That's it. Or a bullet to the head. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or or an air gun to the head. <laughs> Here's a tip. Don't step out of the car when a guy dressed like a, a psycho with a freaky bowl cut tells you to. <laughs> right. Um. So let let's let's talk about this uh this the short film here. I gotta say, sure. It has so this the short film has very little to do with the short story, right? Um. Yeah, it's a. Um, there's about uh I don't know. Eight. Hundred percent more characters in this. <laughs> yeah, basically what they've done, and I I do kind of want to set up the short story a little bit, I guess, just to talk about how it deviates in in this very basic sort of way. Uh huh. The so short story is about this traveling salesman who like sort of the the device that carries the story is that he likes collecting graffiti from like rest stop bathrooms right he's like yeah crisscrossing the country selling his wares and every time he sees like a particularly silly or funny or just like kooky sort of bathroom ring one that makes it from the story into the film is poopy doopy you so loopy right um (laughs) (laughs) that he writes it down in like a little notebook i mean that 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 shit is like classic king right there that's like i yes i couldn't help thinking just like this is sort of the story he was born to write and my (laughs) my theory is that this might be the most personal short story he's ever written by virtue of the fact so i I kind of uh i kind of agree with that like yeah right yeah, the we'll get we'll I think we'll we, get into it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into like, it later. But yeah, 
Because we're establishing also, like, he's one of his sort of, like, recurring things. I think, because um, when is Mute from? That's from, like, slightly later. He, what, the, the short film or the, the story or the, itself? The story. Um, yeah, where is Mute from? It's definitely, let's see, Mute. What I was going to say, though, is like he keeps like one of his recurring tropes now to makes a trope, as we know, uh, uh, is that. Yeah. 2007. Right. So it seems like at this point in his life, he likes traveling salesmen, (laughs) which is interesting because it's like he's coming at it at a time when it's sort of like non-existent. Yeah. There are like there aren't a lot of I mean, I guess not. Not these kind of traveling salesmen. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, we we can get into that, I think, in the second half is probably where that's going to be more appropriate. But Yeah. um, Right. So that that basic device, though, of like a traveling salesman who writes down these things, these interesting phrases that he sees in rest stops or whatever, Mm -hmm. that is the foundation of the story it's also like the opening moment of the story we see a guy sitting in the bathroom and like cool red lighting yeah so would you say the lighting in this movie is cool and neo-noir because <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's director right. hendrick harms promises us <laughs> yeah um i so i also i read that description and i was like oh well that's interesting and then i watched this and i was like you lied. You, <laughs> you fucking you lied. lied. And you lied, and also it doesn't. It don't make no sense. It don't make. Yeah, it don't make no sense. <laughs> I think that's the thing because, like, I read the story first, and I was like, I read the story, read the description, started yeah. playing it. So I had a moment where I was like, Why would you make this right. story a neo noir? Right. I yeah. Why would you? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think all of the choices that he makes are, I mean, they're they're strange. They're they're. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would make these same decisions with yeah. this story. The story, and the short story, even, is ten pages, and this is, uh, and you know, not forty five minutes long. <laughs> right. <laughs> and okay, so in I will say, like, in defense of this approach. Yeah. You can't you can't film this as it's written. You sure cannot. No. You can't. You uh, got to add stuff, but again, well, okay. I feel like mute is like a good comparison point where um I I I remember liking it. Like it was mostly good. I the I think the big gripe we had was the ending where it turned out he was the killer, which hey, another parallel. Yeah. But um <laughs> You know, I, I thought. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, no, I, I, I just thought that this, so this short film was as different from the short story as like the Lawnmower Man short story is to the Pierce Brosnan movie. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, uh, there is a man who has a lawnmower, <laughs> right? <laughs> and. Uh, you know, that's basically where it ends. And mm-hmm. this is kind mm-hmm. of the same thing where you're like, oh, yes. this is like um, a salesman in a hotel room. And, you know, he's talking. I mean, and these the writing on the wall, all of these like this graffiti kind of stuff 
exists. And that yes. is like where the similarities kind of end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so the guy, I guess just like, just, yeah, let, let, I mean, we'll run through the, the, the basic, uh, the, the beats. I guess. That's the other thing. Yeah. Cause it's 45 minutes long, but there's actually not a lot of plot really to discuss. No, it, it, there There's really so, isn't so many conversations. My God, it's so talky. <laughs> and but here's British talky. Here, oh man. Here's the other thing though. I, so I'm not like a huge fan of this short film. Right. But mm. I do respect the fact that they took a short story and tried to, you know, kind of expand on it and blow up the world of it, even though, you know, it, it's kind of like uh, Children of the Corn, you know, that there's a short story. It's only like seven or eight pages long and they made a whole fucking movie out of it. Right. Right. Uh, th- this has happened a lot with Stephen King stories where somebody will take a short story and expand it out into a full length movie. And I honestly, I kind of think those are some of the more successful uh, adaptations because the the filmmaker, or at least if they're not successful, they're the more wild ones. Yeah, where, more like, interesting. Yeah. You know, where like somebody, you know, somebody's taking liberties with it and they're just like, well, you know, there's so little to work with here. We have to, we have to pad all this out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that makes sense if you have like a commercial film deal, but like. Sure. <laughs> In this guy's case, I I don't think... Yes, again. What do you think the budget was on this? Not as... Not as it can't be that much, right? Like, I mean, the, all they the, spent all a like lot the, of money on fucking uh, gels. You say lights. gels, yeah. Well, that's the thing. So, like, the, it is sort of pitched as, like, this colorful... Right? Like, the okay, so the opening title sequence, it's all, like... Neon, like all the the text cards are in this font that looks like neon, like a neon sign. Yeah, it's all and right. also it's, it's very difficult to read. It looks like Hendrik <laughs> Harms says Mendrick Marms. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great font for yeah. uh, <laughs> for this. But like, it does give you the impression that you're basically going to be watching Drive. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's uh, so like there's the uh, the Drive lighting with the blue, uh, the pink. And then the purple, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I mean, but, it's, but it's once we're like known as uh, bisexual lighting. That's right. <laughs> but once we're like kind of up and running. So the first shot, like we said, he's in the bathroom writing down graffiti or whatever. And that bathroom is like drenched in red, like, like Mandy level red light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is clearly just like a filter, right? That's like done in. That's done in like final cut or whatever. Yeah. So that's what it looks like. Yeah. And then the other instances we get of bisexual lighting are all just like, yeah, like a single gel pointed at his group of friends. We'll say. Yeah. Because they're not real. (laughs) Right. So uh, imagine uh, fight club with six, you know, Tyler Durden, six Tyler's, um, but they all have like professions from like clue. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they're <Yeah>. all, <laughs> they're all, one's clue. a doctor. Yeah. One's, one's a nurse. Like, yeah, well, one, one's okay. a sex worker perhaps. Yeah. Or just like a, I think she's just like a bimbo. 
a British bimbo. Uh, a, a slag? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that feels right. Yeah, right? A right uh, clopper or something. Says <laughs> not kind of. Um, yeah, so let, yeah, so basically the sort of setup we're given is that like, as he's writing these things down, he's also mentally ill. And so he sort of runs away with like the things he writes down and like develops these whole characters around them, which he then manifests in his, in him mind. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) So getting that. Yeah, no, that's, I think, yeah, that's about right. He, he writes down these things and he, he imagines the person that writes them. And I don't know. It seems like after, after he got to about six different personalities, he was, he was just like, yeah, like, oh, this seems like something that Ian would write. And then, you know, Ian already exists in his mind. So he's just Mm. like assigning, you know, this graffiti. What's not clear in comparison to the short story is like, is he doing this everywhere he goes or is it just every time he's in this hotel? I thought it, I mean, that's a good question. They do not make it clear. I thought it was every time, you know, anywhere, everywhere he goes. I thought it was everywhere he goes, but right. They, they don't specify anything. Yeah. Um, Having even like one other bathroom, would have been helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he che- so yeah, our main character Alfie Zimmer is Alfie. his name. And that becomes very important later on. That's also consistent with the short story, right? That's the same character name. I believe so, yeah. Um he checks into this hotel he always stays at. Okay, so first the bathroom he gets interrupted by this slag, a different slag. <laughs> She's more of a Jesse Pinkman's girlfriend type. She, oh, that's exactly what she is. She's, she's British a, Jesse got, Pinkman's girlfriend. Yeah, she's British. She has a black leather jacket on. I mean, what else do you need to know? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> she's, I, what would what would British Jesse Pinkman's name be? Uh, Jeffrey uh, Pink Fellow. Pinkleton. <laughs> Pinkleton. Pinkleton <laughs> upon. Uh, yeah. Yo, Mister White. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Pinkleton. <laughs> Pinkleton upon bitch. <laughs> yeah pink pingleton upon female dog <laughs> wow you're really trying to clean this show up huh i'm trying you know it's we're, just what we're, he says we're coming into the new year here and i i think in 2023 uh we're gonna we're gonna have a clean show we're gonna have a nice clean tight operation no <laughs> no, no. Oh, get all get all your bitches out now. No, it's not even I don't even say that. Well, I do (laughs) sometimes, but mostly when I'm talking about someone I want to be little. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. So, okay. So we meet. um, I, I forget all of these characters, all of his uh, name, the names here. No, come on there. It's. All right. Well, I mean, we have I know to introduce that, them. Out I know of that order, Ian, right? <laughs> Ian is one of them. Ian is like uh, the one. I think he's got glasses. He's kind of uh, nerdy looking. Yeah. What was his, he's the Professor Plum, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a bit of a plum. It's weird because like, I don't know. Everyone's deal is pretty clearly defined. And then also Ian is there. 
He's just yeah. sort of a vibes guy. <laughs> he's kind of he's vibing. Yeah. Uh, so we meet. Is it Zoe? Who's the is that the, the Jesse Pinkman's girlfriend? No, oh. the nurse is Mary. Oh my god. Whatever. We're going. Yes, it's Zo- it is Zoe. I I know who everyone is now. <laughs> okay. Good. I'm gonna guide. I'm gonna guide you through this. So. Oh. Thank you. Zoe interrupts him in the bathroom and Oi Oi <laughs> What you what you right in this time, eh? What's 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 going on in your little book, isn't it? <laughs> and he says you know, and whatever. They have like a conversation where she's sort of like, Who do you think wrote that one? And he's like, Oh, I think it must have been uh freaking uh Richard Kind. He thinks Richard Kind. <laughs> Richard kind. <laughs> no, I don't think uh, I don't think that's it. <laughs> but they just like discuss who may have written this thing that he read. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Then he meets his fakes he checks into his room. He has like a little spat with the clerk who uh, is yeah. and the who who's wearing a name tag that says clerk. I actually like that. You like I that? Actually, yeah, because he was like he was like, what's it say on my name tag? You know, he's like trying to pull like a power movie. He's like, you see this? And it just says clerk. That's right. That's like a joke, <laughs> a comedy joke. Um, uh, yep. So, yeah, basically, you know, it's like he's like clerk asked for his name. And he's like, you know, my name. I stay here all the time. And he gives him all this shit about like, he's like, well, you're an hour late, so you can't have the room you booked. He's yeah. Like, he wants like a specific room. And the clerk won't give it to him because he's an hour late. Uh, He said that he had to give the room away. And Alfie's like, uh, there's nobody, like, you know, this isn't, nobody's banging down your door to stay here. Like, this is not, you know, can I just have the fucking room? He's (laughs) like, no, you can't. (laughs) So he checks into his room or whatever, or on his way to his room, we meet his psychiatrist. Michael. Quote, unquote, Michael. Yeah. That's Dr. Michael. Yeah. And he's very annoying. He's the annoying guy. Yeah. He's the most annoying one to me. He does that thing that like poorly written movie characters do where they just like always call the main character like a nickname that no one would ever call someone. (laughs) So he's calling him like Alfalfa the entire movie. Maybe that maybe in England... They think that's funny. It's that dry British humor that we uh, we Yanks don't get. It just it doesn't uh, doesn't translate. Doesn't cross the pond. Not quite. No. Um, so then that's he the get. Gr- what's up? Remember, you grow up. You, everyone tells you British people are smart. Mm. Then you see like Benny Hill. <laughs> or you, or even like Monty Python. They're like, this is the smartest show on TV, and it's just like a bunch of. Bunch of men cross dressing, going ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it's not funny. I'm just saying it's no. I know not very smart. No, it's I. I, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, right. The the idea also like everybody that's ever passed through SNL is a genius. You know. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean that's true. Well, that's obviously true. (laughs) Come Um, on, Chris Kattan. Listen, don't get me don't get me started on Catan. 
I'm an apologist myself. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. You guys want some cookies? <laughs> right? Wait, Corgi Romano, the funniest part in Corgi Romano is when his brothers, played by Chris Penn and Peter Berg. Wow. Okay. I've never seen Corgi Romano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is interesting. Chris Penn and Peter Berg. And uh, I think Peter Berg, his character is illiterate. So okay. they they go up to a, uh, they're at an ice cream truck. And the flavors are listed on the side. It's like, it's just like vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. And Peter Berg's like, uh, let me get that uh, rum raisin. He's like, sir, all of the flavors are listed right here. He's like, uh, what about a, uh, all right, uh, let me get a pistachio. And just <laughs> <laughs> getting increasingly less common. That's a pretty good bit. It, it was, it's, it's a, it's the only funny thing in Corky Romano. What about uh, when Chris Kattan says, you guys want some, you guys cookies. want some cookies. Yeah. Dressed as a Girl Scout. I feel like that, like a double feature of Corgi, Corgi Romano and uh, was it Master of Disguise? I think that would be uh, like a solid <laughs> SNL. Just saying that you said pistachio, and you your mind went straight to pistachio disguisey, which is his <laughs> character's name. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I would love to do like an SNL alum block on the Patreon. That could be real dark. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we do just, hot rod though. Oh, could we do hot rod? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess yeah with the Lonely Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandberg. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll something do that. to consider. Anyway, we're not we're not doing that. We're talking about we're talking about Alfie Zimmer. <sighs> yeah. yeah. All right. So Alfie cool. gets to his room, and who's sitting on the bed? But uh, Emma. 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 And. Uh, Ooh whose deal is actually the least clearly defined. We learn later on that she's interested in botany and that's why she would have buried it's a body in yeah. a small patch of grass. Being right. In the she, she, hotel. Yeah, she, he, he thought she said botany, but it was just her British her thick British accent saying body <laughs> botany. <laughs> That's a, cock, a cockney body is a yeah, body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like he talks to these people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tries it's very, to, it's not like a secret that they're not real. No, it's, we very, know that. Yeah. It's very apparent right off the bat. Um, yeah, he's on, he makes a few like sales phone calls or whatever. Um, yeah, there's a moment where he's like gonna lose his biggest client, and like the different characters are sort of like competing to like get in his ear and tell him what what to do. Right. Right. So I mean, like, so the whole thing, this whole short film, is all of these characters sort of vying for uh, like some sort of superiority, right, in his mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. That's what ultimately happens. Um, so all of these these characters, they're talking to him and like, oh, you should do this and, uh, you know, say this to that guy and whatever. Not, I mean, they keep flashing back to uh, the writing, the graffiti stuff, but I feel like the graffiti stuff is not as prominent as like all of these side characters. 
Yeah, the graffiti feels almost incidental. Like, yeah, because you kind of stop thinking about it entirely until he <laughs> pretends to get his dick sucked in the shower, and then when right. he sits, right? Okay, so yeah, one of the one of the <laughs> other people we meet, Rosie, Rosie, played by the songstress herself, Zoe Doty. <laughs> um, <laughs> We meet her when Alfie is like laying in bed, and we see like a, a elusive Chantus hand go across his chest. Yep. And then she's sort, of, you know, like her function. She basically says, "Like you made me to um, be like your sexiest idea for a lady." Yeah. Right. You you made me to <laughs> to jack off to. Yeah, pretty much. He pretty much. Pretty much he. Rather than, I don't know, using the internet. Yeah. <laughs> considering right. the internet. Um, he right. just like he made, thought he of the hottest, the hottest woman this man can possibly conceive of is a British lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah so, so he like goes in the shower like, and yeah. when he when he gets out, runs the towel through his hair, and it's completely dry. <laughs> yep. He he looks down, and there's like a tile in the shower that says like "I killed him." What was it? It's just like felt real good. That type of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like uh, I killed him. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, some people just gotta gotta make him dead, you know? Right. Um, we also and- there, we also get a scene right before the shower stuff. There's a scene where uh, Alfie goes down to the clerk again, and he tries to uh, get into the room that he actually wants, right? Mm-hmm. And you know he's like, uh, "Hey, were you able to talk to the people in that room?" And he says, "I didn't even try doing that." And the clerk also is reading uh, was it's a copy of Stephen King's. It's uh, this book. Everything, yeah, it's this book. Um, everything is eventual. Everything's eventual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So, uh, he's like, you know, no, I didn't talk to anybody whatever. And then he looks, Alfie looks on the wall at the keys hanging there and the key to the room that he wants is hanging on the wall, meaning nobody's in that room. And this guy's just being a dick and, Mm. you know, trying to flex what, what little power he has over, over poor Alfie here, poor mentally ill Alfie. Yeah. Then Alfie, and goes Alfie upstairs like gives him, and he gets you know, he like mouths off real jump. quick. Yes. Yeah. He, he tells him like "fuck off" and whatever. Yeah. Well, he says "fuck off." Right? <laughs> Fuck off, wanker. That's how they talk there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then he sees the graffiti, and I think it, somehow he knows that it's related to Emma. Does it just say something that she said earlier? I think maybe. Yeah. Right. She's like some people. The only way to help them is to kill. Uh, to some people can only be helped by dying or something like that. And maybe it said that on the tile or whatever. Yeah. But he sees this and freaks out. He's like, Emma, you killed you. You killed your hubby. I don't know what they say. Um, <laughs> and then he like is suddenly just like, we got to find him. Like, we got to find this guy. And they're all sort of like, hey, wait, no, 
you're being crazy, you are crazy. Right. <laughs> we are figments of your imagination and we're telling you not to go looking for. This. Yes. And he's like, he's like botany. Emma likes botany. So I have to go to the parking lot to like the highway median where there's some trees. Yeah. And he's like, that's where she would have buried him because that's, that's real. Like, it's real. She thin. likes botany. <laughs> right. And, um, and then, and then what happens, Dan? Then they go there and they find the body. Rosie, well, not before Rosie begs him not to. Well, yeah. She's like the whole time they're like, we're just trying to help you, man. And then uh, who's buried back there? But the clerk, the clerk from the desk. So at some point, probably after he told him, you know, he caught him with the key on the wall and everything. Uh, that that is when. Right. Yeah. So he killed. So Emma, in quotations, killed the clerk. Except not because then there's another persona we find out about right uh-huh. at the end. So why Emma? Uh, I don't know. Uh, so right there. So where? How many do we have here? We have six. There's Mary, the nurse. There's Doctor Michael, the the obnoxious uh, therapist. Mm-hmm. You have Ian. Uh, there is Zoe, who's Jesse. Uh, Jeffrey Pinkerton's uh, uh, <laughs> girlfriend. Um, you have Emma, who is the botanist. You have Rosie, who likes to take showers, and <laughs> <laughs> sort of a shower girl. Yeah, she, she's real into showers. Uh, and then they, we come to find out that there is another person in there, and who is it? Sorry, hold on. One more thing on Rosie. Okay. Okay, the other person there. Uh, you know, we'll get to it in a second. One more thing on Rosie and the blowjobs shower scene. Okay. <laughs> the cut from... Okay, there. there's one cut I actually liked in this movie. Oh, okay. But before they get to that, so you see Rosie sort of like go down out of frame, right? To do Yes. To do what shower girls do. <laughs> and yeah. then they cut to like a reverse angle and it's just him beating off, which is really <laughs> funny. It very much reminded me of like, have you seen MacGruber? Yeah. 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 yeah like when he's <laughs> having sex with his ghost wife and then they cut to like the yeah, sort like, of objective view and it's just yeah. like him humping the air and moaning like a psycho. um but then Uh, the cut i the cut i genuinely thought was like kind of funny and clever was it goes from him like you see his arm like doing jerk off motion right it cuts from that to him like scrubbing his hair dry as fast Uh, as possible right yeah yeah. i thought that was a nice little flourish (laughs) so yeah you know right it's it's the little things like that yeah dan and to be clear like it doesn't look bad none of it looks like bad it's just like the movie does not look bad uh i i don't think any of the actors are really bad um I think the dialogue I, I, is crummy. Yeah. But I mean, it is like a totally functional movie. It's just not right. very good. Right. I That's like, I don't know. I feel like with short films, especially short films are kind of like uh, whatever minor leagues or like batting practice or something. You're like, mm-hmm. you're trying to, 
you know, you're trying to tell a short story, but also it's, it's to get experience. It's to work out like sort of kinks and things like that in, in your own creative, like, uh, uh, profession. Right. So like, yeah, oh, like something small, like, uh, the cut from him jerking off to him, like vigorously drying his hair, mm-hmm. like something small like that is like, oh, that's actually like kind of clever, you know? Yeah. It, there's like, there's not a lot of those in here, but it's those little things that are like, oh, this, if this guy wanted to, like, he should probably like keep going and maybe like, you know, expand or maybe whatever. Maybe the best advice I could give Hendrick Harms, Mendrick Marms, <laughs> is <laughs> to get someone else to write his script. Well, yeah. Um, so, but okay, so let's get to the, the, Big plot twist. Speaking of which. Okay. um, There's one more persona in there and it's evil Alfie. Evil Alfie. He's just. Eve. Efla. Remis. The nega Alfie. Yep. The very opposite. The opposite of Alfie. A decisive guy. Who. (laughs) (laughs) Who's covered in blood. Yeah. Alfie, by contrast, is not covered in blood. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, we find out. In, I'm putting that in quotes. We find out that Alfie did it. It was abundantly clear what was going to happen the second there was a murder. Yeah. Um, but he's sort of like, he gets into it. He's like, you you chose not to knew you like isolate, you insulated yourself with all these other personas. You just like ignored this. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get the flashback to the actual murder, which has the, maybe the funniest shot uh, unintentionally of <laughs> Alfie sort of like, they introduced this fucking device where like he changes personas by like doing chiropractics on himself. He just like <laughs> does like a deep neck crack and then like, Another, (laughs) then the evil Alfie emerges. Yeah. I mean, like face he makes. (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, the, the whole like multiple personality thing is, you know, that's like kind of a ridiculous trope. Mm. And also like the, the shift between, uh, like personas or whatever. It, like having some sort of a physical, like, hold on, I have to reset my brain mm. here. Yeah. <laughs> like there's literally a little guy crawling around in there trying to yeah, get yeah. up to the brain. Right. It, he, and he's working the levers and he's like, all right, more, <laughs> more evil Alfie, less good Alfie. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the thing from Metropolis where you just right. turn like the big crank or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> That's that's one for our 110 year old listeners. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically he's like only one of us can be in the driver's seat, bub. Or he calls it something the driving seat because it's yeah. British. Right. Um, and that would be wrong. Only, it's just weird. Yeah. Yes. Well, only one of us can be in the driver's seat <laughs> on the right side of the car <laughs> and on the left side of the street. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right. Um, so uh, and then basically, so Alfie pulls out his salesman gun, <laughs> his gun that he always carries with him. Standard issue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the man sells insurance. It's a dangerous game. Um, 
It offers he, peace of mind. And then he holds the gun up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so basically he says at the end, he's like, all right, uh, I'm going to count to 10 and whoever has uh, superiority here at the end of my 10 count will take over the body. Yes. From, from here on out, I, I assume. And then he puts the gun to his head. Does he say that if it's him, uh, if it's good, Alfie, he's going to kill himself? It's a, yeah, it's a bit of a, uh, is this what a zero sum game is? Cause like, I mean, the rules are like, yeah, it's like either you win and you get to do whatever, or I win and I'm going to kill myself anyway, because I don't trust that you won't keep scheming. Right. This, I, yeah. Um, so the end of the movie is him counting and getting to like what nine probably. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> nine. 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 Um which weirdly is like parallel to the short story, just in a much sort of like dumber and less emotional way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so and I, I again, it's like so we're so far from the short story at that point. Yeah. It's, I mean, and it's right. very funny to sort of like echo it or mirror it in that way. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's it. I mean, that, that is. It. And then we get that, that amazing, uh, song haunting Zodi Dodi. Zodi Dodi Doody. Uh, that just sums up kind of everything that we just saw. Uh, and that and, is, and I'll tell you this. Yeah. She is not auto-tuned at all. <laughs> you don't realize how pervasive auto-tune is until you hear Zodi Doty au naturel. Yep. Just <laughs> holding out notes just like two cents flat or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. Sorry, two pence. Please. Yeah, please. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh- <laughs> um, yeah. But like, okay. So this is this is the longest um, true dollar baby I think we've watched. Yeah. Where, where? I mean, what do you what do you think? Like, what do I think about what? Why is it, why? Why do we that? do this? Why are why we doing do we do any this? of this? Well, so the thing is, like, the story is good, right? And then, like, the short story. <laughs> Not yeah, the yeah, the story short, of the not the, okay. not this one. Uh, the short story is good. Um, yeah, we like when you uh, when you texted me over the weekend about this, right? I was like, I wanted to find the one that I think you were talking about, the mm-hmm. one that actually the one with Joe Bob Joe Bob Briggs. in it, yeah, 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 Joe Bob Briggs, right? Who you know what else too though? There's what? another one that came out this there's like year. A, there's a ton of them. Yeah, which is even funnier because like you kind of get why why um, what's his name again? Uh, Oh, uh, Mendrick Marms. (laughs) You understand why you understand why Mister Marms was like I got to set myself apart from the pack. There's like a hundred of these things, right? But I will say there was one that came out this year that Mm -hmm. I do kind of want to get my hands on. 
I think I'm going to email the director and see if we can get it. Starring, oh, starring John Ennis from Mr. Show. Who's the guy with yeah. the mustache? You know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's That's he plays so weird. He plays Alfie. That oh, wow. And he looks like great for it because he's like a little older now, you know. Right. He, he got was some just, years on him. He had like a he had a very small part in uh, Twin Peaks. I just oh saw really him, like yeah like two weeks ago in uh, in that show. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize he I. Uh, he plays the big bopper in walk hard also. That's very <laughs> I, funny. Oh man. I just watched that too. Fuck. I haven't seen that in forever. I'm on a, a John Ennis kick, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Should we do an <laughs> Ennis mini series? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it, this, this is a very long short film. Um, it takes some wild swings, some weird turns mm-hmm. and I don't hate it. I got like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, the, there, there's some of these that I'm like, ah, this was just like, I like the, like paranoid to chant. Right. Where I'm like, Oh God, just like, a slot. I hate, yeah. I, felt like 45 I hate the minutes. Choices. Yeah. Yeah. I hate all the choices. I hate that you made this poor woman stand there in her underwear while you fucking shot this film, <laughs> you know, all of that shit. Hey, uh, why, why did the shoot take four months? Yeah, <laughs> for a five-minute short film. Yeah, just um, want to see chicken or underwear. Yeah. So I don't know, but I don't I, hate I, it. I'm with it's you. It's weird. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, in I think it's in the spirit of the show. We have to commend a big swing like this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and like you said, it's not like it's unwatchable by any stretch. I'm a little less sweet on the acting than you are. I think actually. There's a lot it's, of yeah. I mean, like for listen, what it is, for it's what a it short is. film with a bunch of uh, am- amateur actors, which is mm-hmm. fine. Um, I, I think, as far as the short films that we've seen, there have been some re- some very amateur uh, performances. Yeah, and I get like I, f- I feel like some of these maybe are skew that That's way. That's true. But and like, also, like, amateur performance does not equal, like, bad necessarily. Like, I'm thinking no. of Grey Matter, which is, like, squarely in the middle of the pack and was made yeah. by just some friends. You, right. Or not Grey Matter. Not Grey Matter. I am the doorway. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I know what you meant. Yeah. Well, uh, did our discerning audience? Probably. They're so discerning. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, should we uh, should we rank this thing? Yeah, let's rank it. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. So, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking this is like pretty middle of the pack for me, you know? Okay. And actually, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to give you my 10 through 14. That's five movies total. Okay. So, my from 10 to 15, uh, 14 in, the, in order. I Am the Doorway, Grey Matter, Grandma, Strawberry Spring, The Man Who Loved Flowers. I'll tell you what. I'm slotting. I'm I'm bumping Grandma and everything below it down a spot. Mm-hmm. I'm slotting this in at my number 12 um, between Grey Matter and Grandma. All That You Love. Mm-hmm. What's it mm-hmm. called? <laughs> <laughs> All That You Love All that Will you Be love Carried Away. Will Be Carried Away. 
Very beautiful phrase, I gotta say. It is. It's, yeah. That's nice. Stephen yeah, King, I'm, professional writer. <laughs> hey, good job, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's going in the middle of my my fucking pack here too. Like my ten through fourteen is Gray Matter, The Last Rung, Strawberry Spring, Grandma, and The Man Who Loved Flowers. I'm going to bump Grandma and The Man Who Loved Flowers down. I'm going to put this in the number 13 spot. It's, I think, again, I don't, this is not like a a great short film or anything, but I I respect the guy for taking a fucking swing in in a weird direction, you know? Yeah, got to give it up. Even if it wasn't 100% successful. Totally. I, they had like a clear vision, I would say. Sure. And was it successful? Not, not, not so much, but no. um, you can see what they're going for. And like, again, they're, like we said, there are some little flourishes where it's like, it's, there's like a level of investment and effort that comes through, you know, yeah, they're trying, yeah, definitely. Shit. They're trying, they're trying shit. shit out. Yeah. Cool. Well, there you go, folks. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back to talk about the short story, which I think we both like a lot more. Yes. So if you're not subscribed, this is to our Patreon. This is bye bye. This is Tata for now. Right. You you guys should probably go check out that Patreon, though, if you want to hear us talking about the book. Favorably. Um, yeah, we'll see you in a second. <laughs> 